Sorry, it killed me. It took me a minute. It happens. It took me every episode. Took me a minute. I gotta hear what you said. All right, here we go. You forgot your my your whiskey. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Movies with Chill podcast. Tonight we'll be reviewing The Exorcist from 1973. It is a supernatural horror film directed by William Friedkin and written by William Blatty. Based on the book of the same name by William Blatty and inspired by real events which took place in 1949 in St. Louis, Missouri. Starring Ellen Burst, Linda Blair, Max von Sado, Lee J. Cobb, Kitty Wynn, Jack McGoran, and Jason Miller. After <laughs> actress Chris McNeil, her 12-year-old daughter, Reagan, plays with a Ouija board, Chris begins seeking help from two priests to cure her daughter in what turns into a fight for Reagan's soul. Tonight again, I am always joined by David and Lee. What up? How's it going? Hello. Hello. <laughs> thoughts for your thoughts. <laughs> And Lee chose The Exorcist. Thank you for choosing The Exorcist, Lee. I feel like I'm going to be saying that a lot. I believe you will. I believe you will. So, why did you choose The Exorcist? Besides torturing you with it, it really is a groundbreaking film. Defined a subgenre in horror. Mm -hmm. Completely. It's just really, really good. Holds up. If you say The Exorcist to somebody, everybody knows what you're talking about. Of course. You know, it's... It's American history there. And of all movies, too, this is one where I feel like everybody remembers the first time that you watched The Exorcist. So, Yep. What Pretty sure I watched it with David's brother the first time I watched it. Uh, this is one that I, I did not watch with my mother. I know I talk <laughs> about that all the time. This is one that I watched as an adult. I was like, I'm going to watch it. I haven't seen it. Debbie was looking out for you. She was, this one was a little much. For, I think yeah. this oh, was yeah. the, this you, you might have been the limit. I think what would have happened had you watched that as a child, you would have pursued a career in exorcism. Probably, I could see you really going to work on some demons. Oh, go. I could. Oh yeah, I could. The power of David <laughs> compels you. <laughs> <laughs> this was my first time watching the movie, and man, so I watched. The Exorcist. Then the next day, I watched The Exorcist 2, The Heretic. I apologize. And then the next day, I watched The Exorcist 3, and then I watched the other movies after that, with the exception of The New Moon. Believer. So. Dang. Sent you down the rabbit hole. Right. For we, sure. We did the same thing at our house, except we didn't watch... Um, two? No, we didn't watch the prequel, the beginnings oh yeah yeah and i didn't watch two annie watched it and i just got the report i've never seen two i've seen three don't yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) not because it's like scary it's bad it's just a bad movie it might be an f really yeah it was not good especially if you're gonna try i mean i remember to tie it to the original yeah definitely i remember when the third one came out that it was like people loved it it was it was decent yeah Yeah. Yeah. i haven't seen it i think the new one's better than the third one but that might actually be for another time. Yeah, from another time, for another time, just for three, if you don't remember it, Brad Dourif, his performance in it, phenomenal. Yeah. Right. Phenomenal. Okay. I'll but have to again, watch him. For another time, yep. potentially. Yeah. All right, let's get into our icebreaker question. Ooh. Is there a horror movie scene that will always live rent-free in your brain? As in, like, scares us? 
Yes. It's not from The Exorcist. Okay. It's from, uh, for me, Pet Cemetery. Oh, yeah. Different Stephen King. Yeah. Yeah. Zelda. Oh. That chick. <laughs> no. Oh, it's my dreams to this yeah. day. Mm-mm. I think mine is uh, something that we might review in the future is a movie called Communion. I might have talked about it before. Uh, based on a true story, alien abduction with Christopher Walken in it. And there's one scene at the beginning of it that I just, <laughs> it still scares the crap out of me. <laughs> and I think the whole based on a true story, you know, you put aliens horror movie and Chris Walken in one one, mi- one mixer and it, it becomes exactly what you think it's going to be. Scarring. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, is, it was. I remember watching it and like just praying that it was daylight in the movie. Kind of wanted to be night anymore because I was young, you know. Yeah. I have a, a signed copy of that book at home. Did like you, that's how much did you I love that movie. The theater and was it dark outside? No, it was at home. It, we rented that movie, and yeah, we'll just have to we'll review it. Yeah. I, it'll be one of my selections because I think that you guys will like it. Sweet. I got you. The scene that always scares me is Chucky, <laughs> the movie <laughs> Chucky. Okay? okay, and Child's we, Play. Child's Play. Okay, yeah. So, not the remake, but... Right, the OG. We went Brad over Dourif. to... Brad Dourif. Brad mm-hmm. Dourif, yeah. We were having a sleepover. He got Child's Play on, and we watched it. We are like, third grade. And so, <laughs> his older brothers were in high school. They went to Spencer's, got a Chucky doll. <laughs> we're, it's in the middle of the night, and we just hear this banging on the, you know, the basement storm window, and we're like, oh my god, what is that? And we looked up, and there's this Chucky doll just stick, sticking right I, there. I mean, that is like something Massive that props. defines you. Yes. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that, would, that, would cha- that would change you as a human <laughs> <Yes>. being. <laughs> Poor memory. That's what so, we call that. Yeah, massive props to Fernando's older brothers for for doing that. That was a epic. So you you rented Child's Play? Is that what you're we saying? We did not. We snuck their copy of their Child's copy, Play. Right. So that came out in 1988. Yes. And I do believe I saw that in the theater. Oh, okay. I was 14. Nice. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the phone before we get into spoilers. Released December 26th, the 1973. And it was released in 24 theaters on that day across the United States. It was number one in the box office the following week. And it was followed by The Sting, American Graffiti. Papillon? Papillon. Papillon. It's a Papillon. war film. It's World War One, World War One war film. Live and Let Die, which is James Bond. Mm-hmm. And then Robin Hood. Wait, what Robin Hood? Uh, one in 1973. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure it oh, did shit. well. I was going to look it up. <laughs> well, it got... It was the sixth in the box office, so... This was actually the first horror film to be nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. It did win, however, for Best Sound and Best Writing. It had a budget of $12 million and made $193 million. Total box office today is roughly $441 million. Sorry, we're idiots. Oh, the Disney, <laughs> the, the Disney, Disney, Disney Robin, Robin the Disney Robin. <laughs> right on. Oh my god! I thought that was a '60s movie. Honestly, it's surprised. I mean, '73 is not too far For off. Sure. No. Had a runtime of 122 minutes. 
A little long. Well, it's about it's about two hours, yeah. two hours and two minutes. Yeah. So it's really long to watch on your phone because that's what I had to watch it on. <laughs> oh, well, I, when you have a ten and seven year old at home, yeah, Ben nut on, up not children, the, not the seven year old. <laughs> Come the, on, no, Ben would watch it. Uh, ben would watch it, but I wouldn't let him watch it. But right. um, yeah, I had he to hide it, it. And then I had to go hide and watch Reagan it on my phone for Halloween. Probably, that's probably true. <laughs> And I'd let him crucifix and all. Oh gosh! <laughs> mm. So Stanley Kubrick turned down directing. Thankfully, I agree. Thankfully, <laughs> because he only directed his own screenplays. At the and then the graduates, Mike Nichols, turned down the role because he was worried with the entire premise being based around the acting of a twelve-year-old girl. She was fifteen. But that's all right. Well, right. The and casting probably. Yeah. Twelve. What do you guys think about the acting in this movie? Great. Yeah. Great. I don't have anything. I thought that Priest Damien, um, I thought that he was great. I mean, he's great. Oh, yeah. And so I can't remember the older priest's name. Marin. Yeah. He was great. Um, Did you know that uh, Max von Sydow was only 44 years old when they filmed that? And no. Had to age him. Well, you can tell. You can tell. Yeah, yeah, you can tell. I, I couldn't. If I'm being honest, I couldn't. I was looking at other movies that he's been in. He was at the very beginning. The Force Awakens. Yep. He's the older I man. That. The, I also like. He looks uh, exactly the same yeah. as Father yeah. Marin. Yeah. So. I like Burke. Yeah. Was played by Jack Whitman. Burke Gowron. I loved jackass. his. I loved yeah. his drunk scene though. Jackass. I like. He did the classic. He was going to say something to her, and he was like, "Never mind." <laughs> and he goes out the door. <laughs> Jack Nicholson was considered for Karis. Warner Brothers originally wanted Marlon Brando for the role mm-hmm. of Father Mirren. Paul Newman was interested. Uh, Blanche hired Stacy Keach. Yeah. And then Jason Miller had wrote a play. William Friedkin went over to congratulate him, and they kind of were discussing about, like, yeah. hey, what projects are you working on? And Yeah, you saw him in that championship uh, something that yeah. uh, Jason Miller was in. He really liked him. Mm-hmm. And, and decided to go with him instead of Stacy Keith. Again, another good call. Well, the funniest part, too, is that Friedkin had to actually explain to Warner Brothers why they were firing Keach. Uh-huh. Because Keach's contract was pay or play. So they had to pay him for the role. Double dip. Double dip and pay, pay for Miller. Jason Miller. And Jason Miller hadn't been in any yeah, so he films at that a point. lot less, I'm right. sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Audrey Hepburn, Anne yeah. Bancroft, Shirley MacLaine, and Jane Fonda were all considered for the role of Chris, but were rejected because Friedkin wanted... No name actresses for the film, even though our actress has been in a couple things, but she was lead star in them. Right. Willy Wonka's Violet actress Denise Nickerson mm-hmm. almost played Reagan. Till the folks got a hold of the script. And they completely <laughs> pulled her out. Absolutely of the role. not. All right. <laughs> and then they finally secured Linda Blair after. Having 500 actresses That's a process. go for the role. And the reason that they they hired Linda Blair is Friedkin and William Blatty didn't want somebody of that age to come on and be emotionally scarred from the role because of the subject matter. Right. And when they sat down with Linda Blair, they were like, hey, have you ever read The Exorcist? Because The Exorcist at that time was a huge novel. It came out two years prior to the film coming out. And it was just, you know, New York Times bestseller and everything like that. Right. So they sat down and said, hey, 
Linda, have you have you ever heard of The Exorcist? Oh, she's like, oh, I, yeah, I really like that book. And I'm like, oh, you you read it? And she goes, oh, yeah. And she said, well, what do you think about this scene? And she's like, oh, yeah, that was kind of scary. And, you know, this part, too. And they're like, all right, we'll do you're, it. You're that's good. her. Yeah. And then the role of Father Dyer is played by real-life priest William O'Malley. He also served as technical advisor to the film. A lot of trivia for this one. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Like we have anything else to go over before spoilers? Do you guys sound... I mean, Tubular the Bells was great. Mm-hmm. Really fit the film. I really also enjoyed the cinematography. Lots of dark colors. And then they tried to con- contrast that with scenes from like... Iraq and Northern Iraq. Do you guys recommend this movie before we get into spoilers? I would recommend that everybody watches yeah, I The agree. Exorcist. Yeah. It's an American classic. It is film gold. Yeah. It, it really is. I mean, there are just some super intense graphic scenes in it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Some very uncomfortable I mean, subject matter. Yikes, but... It definitely evoked... And it didn't scare me, right? No, but it, it makes you uncomfortable. Very oh, uncomfortable. It, it definitely invokes a lot of emotion in the film. And I... Prepare yourself, that's yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Steal your mind. <laughs> that's right. I would 100% recommend that... Every, I think I think that this is almost mandatory viewing for a good majority of people. Yeah. I think anybody over the age of like seventeen should definitely see this movie. I don't I don't want to be talking all the time, but no, I it's went, okay. Like I went on a deep dive on this movie. This is based on a true story. William Peter Blatty heard about an exorcism while he was going to school in Georgetown. Okay, got a hold of some of these this priest's diaries from the person that actually performed one of the exorcisms. It was a 12-year-old boy in 1949, mm-hmm. started off in Georgetown. The family had moved to St. Louis mm-hmm. afterward, and they did one exorcism in Georgetown. And then they moved to St. Louis. And I've then they did seen more. the house in St. Louis. They, so the fire department actually burned down the original house. The, it must be the, where it's so located. They, yeah, I think they rebuilt they it. Rebuilt but, the house. Yeah, but after the fam- from what I understand, after the family moved out. I've also heard that down. when he was in the hospital, they closed part of the wing of that hospital, yeah. is what I've read. So. Right. And they, it they must have been a real bad case. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> infested yeah yeah and uh mr howdy the the family attributed it to he was playing him and his aunt were playing with a ouija board so i don't mess with them i don't either i really don't gateway i have several of them i'm sure you do lee i'm sure you have wallpapers (laughs) yeah your bathroom wallpapers ouija boards it's the you said they're (laughs) on the wall we got the the pendulums yeah (laughs) yeah is that what you do at the toilet base when you're yep. sitting down? Yes. And it's my yeah. rug, and I have You're a planchette right. on my toes. Right. <laughs> dropping deuces and summoning God. demons. Right. Cheating <laughs> <Jamie> Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you. I, more than anything, I can see it, which bothers me. You can see a lot of stuff. You come to my house. Yeah, oh, I man. bet. I can only imagine. <laughs> We're for real. <laughs> so back to our... I don't want to get too preachy in this movie, but it's a definitely I mean, kind of a warning. Especially if you're into film, right? right. If, if you like watching movies, if you're going into that profession right. and you haven't seen this movie, then watch it. On top of being an amazing horror movie, it's also a very like technically good yeah. movie yeah. as well. Yeah. Shot really well. Yes. Sound that is good. the first thing I noticed about it, and I guess we'll get especially into that. Especially for yeah. 1973. Oh, yeah. I mean, I really, there was a couple scenes in it that I was like, I cannot believe that this was shot 50 years ago. I oh, cannot yeah. believe it because yeah, it, it looked up. 
looked like it was filmed well. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. Yeah, and that's I think that's thankful to practical effects as well. Yeah. I mean, we'll get it, into it's it. It's hard but... to beat practical effects when they're done right. That's for sure. All right. With that being said, we're going to get into spoilers. We all recommend go see the movies. So pause, watch it, and come back. Three, two, one. Take it away, Lee. Mm-hmm. Let's have a little trivia. Ooh, let's Ooh, do trivia. trivia. Question one. What was the name Reagan gives of who she talks to through the Ouija board? Captain Howdy. Captain Howdy. Which is terrifying correct. in itself. I'm sorry. Of course. Captain Howdy. Should have been Captain Spaulding. (laughs) (laughs) How many doctors does Chris ask for medical help? That's a high number because at one time there's a round table of at least 12 doctors there. And she states later on how many people, how many doctors she actually talks to. Like 18 or something. I don't know. I I, I don't know the answer. I just remember her saying like an astronomical number, but. I thought she was exaggerating the number when she was like. Oh, I've seen a million doctors, you know, whatever. Well, she says 88. Dang. That's what she says. Hmm. What was the name of the film Chris was in that Detective Kinderman had seen? Bonus, how many times he had watched it. He saw it three times. Uh Uh-huh, in the theater. I can't can't remember it either. Angel something, I think. I can see him walking and when he even says it. Angel's Wings. It is just Angel. Angel. And he had seen it six times. Six. Wow. So I'll give you half points. Half point. All right. So far, you guys have one and a half. We know. (laughs) (laughs) Hasn't been that long. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what does what experience does the archdiocese say that Father Marin had with exorcism? Was what? what, What's his experience? Level of experience? What? How much? Okay, let me rephrase. He has. He has. He has experience in the field. Is what they say. Yeah. How much experience in the field does the archdiocese tell Father? How much experience? We're gonna get this out of for sure. Today, you can't even read. How much experience does the archdiocese say Father Mirren has in the field of exorcisms? Yes. I know he did at least one that, that was took months. Th- three months. In Africa. That's correct. What was the name of the father who received the pendant at the end of the film? Dyer. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. The, re- the real priest, correct? The real priest. Yeah. yeah. He's the real priest. Mm-hmm. I found this. Thought you'd like to keep it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, sugar. No, I wouldn't no. want it. You can have it. Mmm. <laughs> Final bonus question. Not including re-releases, how many theatrical sequels, including the original, does The Exorcist have? Extra bonus, if you can name them all. So mm-hmm. start off with Exorcist. Okay, so The Exorcist. Exorcist 2, The Heretic. Mm-hmm. Exorcist 3, which I don't believe had any other subtitle. And then Exorcist Beginning, which is the prequel. Okay. And then Exorcist Believer, which just released this last week. Bonus, there was an Exorcist series on Fox as well that lasted two seasons. This was just theatrical series. Okay. There was two different versions of Beginnings. 
There's a movie called Repos- Repossessed with Linda Blair and, and <laughs> I don't believe that Leslie is a direct Nelson. sequel. Nelson. <laughs> I, that wasn't that wasn't yeah, it. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's uh, I don't think that counts. Okay. Okay. I mean she was in so it. was was that good? Did I miss one? How many how many? Well, oh, you are counting the, re- the Don't do the prequel. He said sequels. So four. Prequel counts. Prequel counts. So Exorcist 2 3 4 4 6. That's correct. The name of the one you were missing was called Dominion Prequel to the Exorcist. Fun fact, it is the fourth movie. The studio recorded it twice. Two different versions of the movie, and they couldn't decide on which one they wanted to release. So they released The Exorcist beginning in 2004. Bombed. And then the studio wanted to make its money back. So then they released other version of it, mm-hmm. like a couple months after, like nine months, and it was Dominion prequel to The Exorcist. Wow, same kind of movie, but it was reshot in a different way. Interesting, Crazy. total waste. It reminds me of Anchorman, right? So, yeah. <laughs> Anchorman was filmed originally had this crazy plot. They used all the B footage to make Anchorman, yeah, and then eventually released the Legend, the of, Ron Legend of Ron Burgundy, Burgundy. which is. Terrible. Yeah, awful. I have that that <laughs> bundle. The, the bundle. Voodoo, yeah. Oh my god. Where it's gosh. got Anchorman it's and Anchorman so Two, and then the Legend of Ron Burgundy. Oh, I couldn't even get through half of it. it it's so, so bad. <laughs> I couldn't make it through the second one either. If I'm being oh, honest I like with that. you, I, the second one. there were like some the funny parts, but like it, it did not hold a candle to the original. No, it's the chicken of the cave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's what worries me about the sequel to Step Brothers. Like yeah. that's a hard thing to re- like. Yeah. Oh, time. yeah, they are. But it's everyone's involved. All of them. So okay. for another time. I mean, I, maybe. Time. Yeah, we'll see. We're not doing it now. We're not doing it now. So it's for another time. Might be for another time. <laughs> All right. Okay. Take it away, Lee. All righty. Long form review. All right. Bear with me, y'all. This is gonna get crazy. Okay. Opening shot in northern Iraq archaeological dig site. I think they were looking for the map room mm-hmm. or. The Well of Souls, something. A local boy comes looking for our older exorcist, Father Marin, played by Max von Sido. And the kid comes and finds him and tells him, hey, they found some small pieces. We need you to come look at them, blah, blah, blah. Father Marin hikes his old ass over there. He goes through uh, a small box of some small pieces and finds a medallion, uh, St. Joseph, uh, that does not belong there. It's not from the time period. And they really don't go into that which i thought was really odd i agree but a sealed up area has a metal from a different time in it so what are they putting in there right and why are they putting it that's for the prequel prequel yeah Uh, i would like those (laughs) questions answered too sweet and then he has a great idea to reach into the hole and find some more stuff and pulls out a like a devil's head amulet Mm -hmm. um like they, looks like a top of a statue or something. Right. Is something what it looks like, like. That, yeah. yeah. That'll look like a board game piece to like Jumanji or something. Something like that. <laughs> I don't think that's uh, gonna work. <laughs> so we cut to the market. He's having some tea. Some of that real good Iraqi tea. Iraqi tea. Looks a little thick. Um, a little dusty. Uh, pretty strong. And uh, has to have a has to have a nitro pill. So your first clue that. Not in the best of health. Yeah, for uh, sure. Looking like he's pushing seventies, probably older. Not not doing so hot. Then makeup on that guy. Yeah, I mean, he I could it was not great. Tell. 
I could not tell that it was just makeup. He looked old. Uh, he sat there and he, he really looks kind of out of it. Something's happened. Uh, they don't go into a lot of details of you know the past with him in this entire movie other than he, he does an exorcism. So after the tea, he goes and examines uh, some of the findings again. And he's in with a, looks like a racky dude who's going through writing stuff down and cataloging what whatnot. He's looking at the stuff. And the clock just stops dead. And he goes over and looks at it like, yeah, that's weird. Why yeah, it was. It? I mean, it was eerie. Yeah, for sure. And Father Marin discusses that you know he's going back to the states. He knows that he's got something he's going to have to do that it's not going to be pleasant. He right. can just feel it. The so music for, is also like kind of very ominous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, before he leaves, though, he goes back out to the dig site. I don't know why, but he was compelled. To go out there and, right. you know, has faced off with the, the big demon statue that's, mm. you know, synonymous with this movie. Dogs barking. Yeah, the dogs are fighting and the Iraqi dude just appears behind him right. out of nowhere. And really tense feel like it's, yeah. you can tell it's being built up. Yeah. It's bad vibes yeah. is what it is the 100%. whole time. I don't know if it's the area that's causing everything just to be not mm. great. I took it as the that figure head that it kind of release some kind of evil yeah the first time i watched this movie the first couple times i watched it i thought there was a direct correlation from what he was doing in iraq and what was going to be happening in georgetown 100 percent. like he released whatever was there Mm -hmm. and it found its way to georgetown which confused the shit out of me which i don't know if that's true or not i don't i don't think that that i don't think that was it i think that would actually be kind of silly if that was the case i think it was showing his expertise and demonology and mm, yeah. and getting that feeling that something bad's Something's about that him. yeah yeah he's got his own barometer of seriously evil yeah pressure right it's like spidey senses tingling because mm-hmm. he never even says why he has to go he no. just says i have to go yeah, yeah. you know i gotta go, I gotta I gotta go. so we cut to georgetown and well, hold on go okay. back real quick sure so the cinematography in those scenes i i cannot and i am not one ever to be like oh the cinematography <laughs> i'm not but i was my mind blown that this movie is 50 years old right. and it looked like awesome. it was shot with today's cameras it was right. so good yeah. yeah it's crisp like it looks like a new movie it was very immersing for me like when he's walking through the bazaar just kind of you know meandering through and he's not really with it you and you can, can tell that those are like maybe extras or they're just that looked like here, they went to iraq and, and filmed, filmed it. the bazaar yeah, like I okay agree. just walk through here hey, and we'll, we'll give them all a little bit of money to just continue what they're doing yeah. and let's get you just walking through here yeah. and move on to the next scene yeah it was it's super real uh yeah, yeah it's and the it's part great. the next part where he walks out and almost gets hit by the horse and carriage with the yeah that lady was crazy, like, yeah, crazy old lady. I love that she has no reaction to anything. Yeah, She's like, just like riding in this yeah, muggy. Yeah. White boy. Yeah. All right. So we cut to Georgetown. Our mother, Chris McNeil, is going over a script and she hears some noises out in the hallway and she goes out to investigate. She can tell it's coming from the attic in the Georgetown. Rats. Yep. It's rats. And. Never heard uh, any rats sound like that. No, me no. either. But they're rats. They're rats. She goes in and checks on her daughter, Reagan, played by Linda Blair, and the window's open. She's sleeping, which has happened happened several times mm-hmm. in the movie. Always associated with bad things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not good. Not good. So, and you can see her breath. Like, it's cold out. Yeah, very yeah. Cold. It's chilly. Yeah. Next morning, we go downstairs for breakfast. Chris tells Carl, the houseman. Love him. German 
gentleman, yeah. one of yeah. my favorite people in the film. Yeah. He's like, hey, man, we got rats up in the attic. He's he's like, no. He says, no rats. No, this house no is rats. clean. Yeah. Yeah, then they're clean rats. I don't want to tell you. There's rats up there. <laughs> I heard them. No rats. Kraut butt up there and get rid of the rats, Carl. Get it done. All right. I'm not going to tell you again. I'm I love he disappears and he says, I'll go get traps. And they're like, well, don't go now. They're not open. And he's like, I'm going. I'm going. And he, <laughs> and he leaves. <laughs> Fed up with you. Don't piss off the German. Man. No, right. really Oh, shouldn't. yeah. He was out. People find out real quick. Yeah. You don't piss off the German. Yeah. So now we're at the, uh, the movie set and they're filming a scene at the college campus. And Father Karras, played by Jason Miller, is mm-hmm. watching. He's in attendance in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And there's a little exchange between Chris and the director Burke. Burke. I can't Burke. think of his last name. It's something. We had it earlier, but yeah. And they oh, they only ever just say Burke. Yeah, and yeah. it's Burke. Dennings. Whatever. Burke Dennings. Burke Dennings. Yes. Um, resident asshole. <laughs> I like him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you do. It was it was hilarious. After she shoots, she decides to walk home, and she walks past uh, St. Michael's and sees Father Karras having. I would characterize he- that as a heated ex- exchange with uh, another and priest. A, an emotional, an emotional. Exchange. It was an emotional. It was very yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's Charged. getting loud. He's getting loud about something. He's very passionate. You don't know about what something. it is. No, though. we have no idea, and they know they don't discuss it. No. Right. She, she notices it later. Yeah. I mean, she notices it and just kind of moves on. He died. The actor that plays Burke mm-hmm. died three days after filming his scenes. They the a lot of the cast says cast and crew that this was a cursed a set, very cursed movie. Yeah. So I mean, the other one I ever hear about the Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Yeah. 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 So the set just couple things the set had burned down they had no idea who burnt it down i guess in passion of the christ i mean what's yeah. his john Cavizel? how did Cavizel? How jim Cavizel? Yeah, yeah got struck by lightning i mean Ugh, explains a lot <laughs> right yeah but um, i can't the set burned down seven people related to the cast and crew died yikes and then there were so many setbacks that the the shooting of the film was only supposed to be like one or two months, and then they had to extend it to like six or seven months. Whoa! Because of all of the delays on this Saturday, and all that they still only spent twelve million. Right, it's pretty good. Well, nineteen seventy-three money, baby. Still, yeah, it was a lot. So William Blatty and Friedkin were notoriously going back and forth on the set a lot. Okay, and which is so, weird because William Peter Blatty personally picked, picked Friedkin because of what he did with the French Connection and how mm-hmm. he was like a gritty, oh yeah, film, and mm-hmm. he really wanted that look for he this movie. He wanted that documentary style, yeah. For the movie to make it, you feel like it, you are yeah. actually this is actually happening. Yeah. His and handpicked so, dude, and he did nothing but fight with him. Oh yeah, yeah, because he just wanted to cut out a bunch of stuff that Blatty wanted in the film. And it sure. got to the point where William Blatty, as the producer, fired Friedkin the very next day. Freed came in with an army of lawyers from Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers took his side and. Friedkin then was the boss of the film. Talk about too many chefs in the kitchen. Friedkin a lot of big egos. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. Oh, yeah. A lot of big egos. Chris McNeil comes home, talks to her assistant, Kitty Wynn, Sharon. Then she goes upstairs and catches up with Reagan. Reagan wants a horse. Uh, good luck. <laughs> Not in Georgetown. And then steals a cookie, which apparently is... Extremely frowned upon in the McNeil residence because oh, the man. chase ensues and uh, a lot oh. of abuse with the tickling. <laughs> so but it's building up that Reagan is just a normal 
just a regular little kid. 12, 12 year old little girl. Yeah. Yeah. So now we, we cut to Father Karras again. He's on the subway in New York, and a bum asks him, Father, can you help an old altar boy? I'm a cat. And Father Karras says, nah. <laughs> He really does. He goes, <laughs> like, I'm done with you. Uh, which we find out later kind of why. He's in New York City, and he's going to visit his mother, uh, Mama. And I want to say that they're Greek yeah. because the name Karras says Greek all over it. I mm-hmm. couldn't make out what she was saying if it was Greek or Italian, but right. it was very similar. I'm going to say they're Greek. If they're not, please don't come for me. She was a Greek actress. Well, there you go. Oh, so. so hopefully they're Greek. Yeah. <laughs> so he comes home and she's had some sort of leg injury and he's trying to tell her, look, we got to get you somewhere where we can get you taken care of. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, no, I'm not going anywhere. This is where I live. My home. Nut up or shut up. You know, you want to help me? Come home and help me. If not, I'm just going to sit here and rot. Whatever. He leaves. And instead of putting her to bed, he just lets her sleep in the chair. Yeah. Uh, Father Karras is not a great son. I'm just going to go ahead and well, say it. Well, maybe she wanted He's to pretty tormented. I mean, all around. I think he is. Like, he's he's very, depressed. He's very I mean, depressed. You can tell. Yeah. He's going through it. And I get no. that. But I think he could have taken better care of his mother. Yeah. I maybe. think he knows it. Maybe and she, it. And it really bothers him throughout. Maybe she wanted to sleep in the chair, man. I don't know. I think she would have done whatever Damien wanted her to do mm-hmm, as yeah. long as he was there. Yeah. 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 She knew he was going to leave, so mm-hmm. I'm going to be a, not a cool person. It really sets up Karis's character as well. He's definitely torn between his job. And his... he's dealing with stuff with his faith, and yeah, exactly. we'll get into that. Yeah, so. exactly. So we go back to the McNeils in the basement, and they got the Ouija board out, and Reagan has been using the Ouija board Alone. I don't know if anybody knows this or not. That's not a good idea. You don't want to do that. It's bad. You leave yourself very unprotected. It's a a gateway drug. It is. And, of course, the planchette moves rapidly across the board all by itself. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of... No big deal. nonchalant. No. That would have been me. I'd have left. I'd have burnt the house to the ground and moved into a church, probably. Isn't that who she's talking to? What's his name? Captain, Captain Howdy. Howdy. Captain Howdy. And that's she says she's talking to Captain Howdy, and uh, he tells her things, and and she starts guessing, like not guessing things, but telling the mom about certain things. Oh, how would you know about this? How do you know about that? Oh, well, Captain Howdy Captain told me. Howdy. So clearly, this is the demon going to work on Reagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the name the demon's name Pazuzu. Um, Pazuzu. Crazy name. Pazuzu. We don't know that in the film, but in the book and in the less. Yeah. Less than stellar cool. sequel. You find out that the demon's name is Pazuzu, but whatever. And he's he's been manipulating her for, I would say, months. Uh, wearing her down. Wearing her down, yeah. just going to work on her. And uh, classic demon. Oh, that's interesting. If you look up Pazuzu, it is the statue that is in Iraq at the beginning of the film. Is it really? Oh, be dang. Yep. Wow. That's interesting. That is very, very interesting. Well, so there's your connection. There's your connection. With northern Iraq. There it is. Yeah. A five-second internet search. Wow. I, yeah, that's Clears crazy. it up. Yeah. It's like I could have done a little research. Yeah. But again, I have no qualifications. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a guy. With so a microphone. don't come at me. Reagan asks about Burke, her mother's relationship with the director. And apparently, they've been unofficially seeing each other for some time. And yeah. Reagan thinks that she's going to marry Burke and this and that. And I think the demon is really messing with her head. Yeah. 
filling her head with a bunch of stuff like, oh, look, she's already got somebody, you know, new. You know, we're, we're moving on without you. You're not going to be important anymore. Dad's in Europe and you're, you're stuck here. You're with stuck mom. here with mom that doesn't even pay attention to you, which was complete false because right. she, in my opinion, she was a pretty attentive mother. Of course. Yeah. Very present yeah. all the time. For an actress. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought it was, I was like, wow, you're not, you must not be a very good actress. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you must not have been doing this for very long right, because right. you're way too down to earth. Uh, so, Father Karras is at the bar with Father Dyer, and they're talking. He's pouring his soul out to, to good old Fred, uh, telling him that, you know, he, I got to get out. This job's not right for me. I've mm-hmm. lost my faith. It's just not working for me. Jason Miller, to the actor that plays Karras, mm-hmm. actually went to seminary and then dropped out because he realized that it, it wasn't for him. I mean, that's yeah, so the perfect up, actor for the job. Then, right? right? Going back to the medal of St. Joseph, I'm not sure if y'all know what. He has several patronages. Yeah. Patronages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of them is for those that are going through a crisis of faith. Yeah. Which right. is right. very um, Real quick, going back to Pazuzu. Uh-huh. Pazuzu is a Meso, Mesopotamian. Mesopotamian, yeah. He's the demon of wind, hence the window always being open. Yep, blowing oh, the windows wow. open. My brain went <laughs> when I read that. I'm like, oh my God, that's why the window's that's open crazy. all the time. Yeah, I think I read a another description of, of Pazuzu as the king of demons. Yeah, so the devil. No, not the like, devil. I mean, like, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean? He might think of himself as, like, yeah. the king of... The cock of the walk. Yeah, the cock of the walk. He thinks he's Mr. Big Shot, but... Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Walkway. <laughs> Lead me to the building. <laughs> I can't believe there's another person on this planet that knows what I'm talking about when I say that. Sorry, Calvin. Just look up. Just do a quick YouTube search of drinking out of cups. Okay. And uh, if you see a lizard, if you see a lizard, a lizard with his arms crossed, you're watch right, it. You're in the right place. It's hilarious. It's great. <laughs> it's basically a guy that... Uh, takes acid and sits in a closet and they recorded everything that he was saying while he is tripping balls. And then his friend animated it. Yes. Oh my God. It is a classic. It's one one of the first like viral YouTube. Yeah. Like it's up there with like shoes and you know, all those like classic. Not my chair, not my problem. Not my problem. That's what I say. Look at that. Mr. Balloon hands. (laughs) Captain tying knots. That's for another time. Yeah, that is probably not for another time, <laughs> no. but you should watch it. Yes, yeah. we'll break it down. At some point. We're <coughs> going to run out of movies eventually. <laughs> yeah, Father Karras is going through a huge uh, crisis of faith, and he's really struggling. When I was talking to my wife about it, it is the crux of this movie. Yes, there is a girl that gets possessed. Yes, there is an exorcism in the movie, but the whole film, the themes of it, is 100% a film about the crisis of faith dealing with father Karras and also dealing with Chris McNeil, the mm-hmm. mom, they kind of juxtapose each other right. in that. And right. I, I thought that was one of the main reasons that I really enjoyed the movie. Their attention to detail and a lot of this stuff. Is, There's nothing like an exorcism to make you believe in God. Right. Seriously. I mean, yeah. It, he it, can't be questioned much after that. Definitely so. worked for Chris McNeil. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to give away too sure. much. But she is in the last movie, and she's uh, pretty educated. Yep, yeah. pretty religious. Kind of. Well, I wouldn't say religious, but Just she educated. knows what she's doing. Yeah. All right. So back at the McNeils, Reagan's birthday, and the father didn't call, and mom's on 
the phone going straight Karen just berating the operator also the amount of times she says Jesus Christ in this movie yeah. is yeah. insane I discussed this with uh, even to the priest like oh, she yeah. says all the time yeah I, I, I discussed this with chill earlier yeah. today about she being an atheist and that tracks with as much yeah. as she's dropping the JC yeah. all the time mm-hmm. yeah and not happy about things. Um, so she really gives it to the operator, talking about how she's been on hold for 20 minutes. 20 right whole minutes. 20 <laughs> minutes. Whatever. Uh, and then Reagan is listening to the whole thing, mm-hmm. and it's just, conf- I'm sure, confirming everything the demon's been telling her about. See? Your dad doesn't give a shit about you. Mm-hmm. not care. We care about you. Or Mr. Howdy. We yeah. care about you. Right. Because we are many. Basuzu. That's right. <coughs> We're coming for you. So we got more noises from the attic again. Mm-hmm. Big, bigger rats. Bigger rats. This time, Chris McNeil goes upstairs. Of course, the and light doesn't bangs. work. It's like it is boom. Yeah, it's like hey, <laughs> yeah. I'm up here. That's a big old rat. And so what she do? Yeah, I just goes up there. I'll yep. investigate. No yeah. fear. No, Nothing. no tre- trepidations. Just I'm doing this. No big deal. Got my flashlight. Actually, she's got a candle. Candle. A yeah. candle. You know, and then she. Turns around and that thing shoots flames and there's Carl. Yeah, I will say that is the only jump scare to me in the entire movie. Is the yeah? I was like, whoa! I mean, like, and then no one even talks about it. She never says, "Do you see my candle?" (laughs) Like, no one says anything (laughs) about it. That's a common occurrence in attics in Georgia. She probably apparently. Apparently, we got those pockets of gas. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. We're good. (laughs) Which kind of mirrors another movie that we watched last week. A scene from that. Yeah. Of somebody in an attic. That's so. right. Yeah. Interesting. Got a demon up there, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you always think they're going to be in the basement, no, right? No, no. Always in the attic. Always demons yeah. in the attic with the toys. That's right. That and the um, bats. So. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to a Catholic church and a priest walking up with some flowers, uh, getting ready for mass. And we look over at the statue and it's been desecrated. Yes. Yeah. Looks like Madonna. It looks <laughs> ridiculous. Cone, cone boobs. And, like it was, yeah. like, didn't have a whole lot of context to it. No, really. there really isn't. And it gets brought up later, and I'm like, really? Okay, yeah. whatever. Next scene, Father Karras and, and his uncle discussing Mama's fall. I guess she fell down some stairs and screwed herself up, and right. the uncle had her committed, being the yeah. fine gentleman that he is, <laughs> because she was raving for being injured. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, you're you're a great brother. Also, great hospital for taking her. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone in that room was oh, yeah. like, in, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring her on in. Yeah. We can do it. Why do you do this to me? Why you do this to me? Why Demi? you do this to Demi? Demi. Demi, why you do this to me? Don't look at me, Demi. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So the, the guilt trip my is world in. Now, right. That's right. right. Yeah. You will go to sleep. Yeah. I will put yeah. you to sleep. I will put you to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> We're in my world now, Grandma. <laughs> no, Danny. Just, just, just who got put on landscaping? <laughs> so she goes to work on the full-on like guilt, guilt trip, trip. Yeah. like packed her bags, flying first class on this guilt <laughs> right. trip. Like, I mean, she has got this down to a science. Yeah, and she's also tied up. Yeah, for sure. But she's she, tied. She to won't the even bed. look at him. Like, she keeps at me turning there. her head. Like, yeah. no. Do not look upon me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are not worthy. Uh, it's great. I'm going to get so much flack for making fun I, of Greek people. I can tell you guys haven't seen my big fat Greek wedding. I have not. Basically. And I have not, no. I just, I just want to really Hammer. nail how much of an asshole the brother is. His yeah. uncle? Yeah, yeah his uncle, uncle. Her, yeah. her brother. I hate him. 
hate him. I mean, he's only in the one scene, right? Right, but yeah. I he hate gives him. Zero Fs. Like yeah, he's like, just like I don't care. He goes, I the, don't know what to do with her. So I just hole. threw her in and, there. And then he's so chicken shit. He won't even go back and yeah, visit. Like, he with says, her. I don't want to go back. Yeah, there. you go. I'm gonna stay out here. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm good. With that. That's that's too. Much. You're the priest. Come on. Yeah, yeah, you can handle it. That's you. So then we, we cut to the gym and Father Karras is working on the heavy bag. Oh, yeah. Just not yeah. not having a good day. You like, built like a box. Yeah, he's yeah. just not, not doing well. We're going to ramp some stuff up now. Yeah. It's the party at the mm-hmm. McNeil's. Mm-hmm. It's a full-on 70s grown-up cocktail party with astronauts and, and movie stars. And movie stars, yeah. And, Pianist, and yeah. Priests. Priests. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's wild. It's, it really is wild. And a 12-year-old mingling with everybody just else. hanging out yeah. i'm just like all right i guess this is what we're doing and i don't i don't think the film does a justice with how big the house is because no. I'm, a lot of people. it shows an outside view of the house a few times and it's big yeah because yeah. she takes her to bed and it's like oh just nice and quiet you know like yeah. there's nothing going on down right? there's not 200 people partying downstairs no shit. playing yeah. on the piano yeah. singing you nothing know, having yeah. a great time the house is a real house mm-hmm. they filmed outside of it but the inside is actually set, set sound stage yeah. i can see that i love and hate that i love it when they film like in a real in location yeah. yeah it's so hard to do though oh yeah with the it's size so of tight. equipment yeah i, I totally get it sound, but yeah. so reagan is in attendance burke is also there I love him. Trash. The director of her just film. Lit. Hey, hey, have a good time. <laughs> he really does. And He's your classic like drunk, drunk guy. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. he makes the mistake of accosting the German. He was doing it on purpose. The what German. The? Yeah. Yeah. He comes in there Don't and he starts working on. Carl. And he like is giggling about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like yeah. And I'm sure you didn't go bowling with Goebbels either. You right. right. <laughs> Nazi pig. Yeah. He goes <laughs> like, to the Nazi dude. like three times. Oh, yeah. Like, man, if there's anything I know. About about Germans, uh, they really hate being called Nazis when they're not Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they really hate that stuff. Right. He does it again later and pays for it. But anyway, so Chris McNeil is questioning Father Dyer, who's in attendance about Father Karras, and we find out that Mama died at the Mm -hmm. party. uh, It was like a week before or something like that. Yeah. So she's gone. So Father Karras is now super guilty about Mama dying, I'm sure. Of course. Living the dream. And he's living in, that's like a monastery, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Like he's wa- he's walking by. It's yeah. like a dorm of priests. Yeah. yeah. Then we go to the kitchen. The Burke insults Carl for the last time and Carl's had enough. <laughs> <laughs> really, really he had enough. So he tries Over to it. pretty much choke him out where yeah. he stands and they had to break him up. Break him up. I love that Burke is laughing, <laughs> laughing the, the whole the time. time. Like, yeah. It's not, Go ahead, yeah. kill me, you Nazi pig. <laughs> because he is very pissed off. Right? So and mad. Burke is like, <laughs> I don't know. And then he's like, I don't know why. I don't so know mad. why. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I really did laugh out yeah. loud in that scene. Like, I got to carry funny. the bum out. And like you said, he gets to the door and he's going to say something. And he's just so bald. He's like, yeah, He says, never mind. Never mind. He leaves. <laughs> Takes off. So now we go to the sing-along at the piano. And I am the least homophobic person. And I am almost certain Oh, Father no. Dyer was gay. I mean, he Dude says it. He says in, an, in another life. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, they he celebrate was, me on the stage. He yeah. was feeling it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he had a couple of cocktails in him and he was just real loose, but oh, man probably. was putting on a performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was uh, Liberace. He even kind of sounded like <laughs> yeah. Liberace in Which the scene. My yeah. brother George. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So enter Reagan. She comes in, got her nightgown on, and they're all mm-hmm. singing it at the piano. And she looks at, at the astronaut and says, you're going to die up there. And then pisses the floor. Yeah. yeah. Let's it go. Yeah. And everybody's just like. Pure shock. I, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. in shock. It's like, yeah. what is going on? So party's over. We're upstairs and mom's cleaning up Reagan and says, you know, it's just your nerves. Just take your pills. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> take your pills. You'll be fine. You know, better life through chemistry. Right. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. So that establishes that they've been to the doctor. I was going to say, so that's one thing about the movie. I haven't read the book. Yeah. I'm wondering if in the book she has more like psychotic episodes or mm-hmm. because in this one she went from I want a pony to I'm pissing on the floor. Yeah. And they talk about how she's had episodes in the past. Right. Well, they just skipped over all of that. Yeah. And also, when the priest's mom died, like, it was just so sudden. Like, yeah. they don't even they don't, build up. They don't, they, go, just, they don't go into a lot of how much time has passed not at in all. this movie. Like, but I'm thinking right. it's months. Right. Yeah. Just months. I agree. And, I mean, they just, there's like, in passing, that yeah. his mom died. And that was in the scene right before. Yeah. You know, the, like. The, yeah. Two scenes ago, she was alive in bed. Right. Mad. And now she's gone. I would say that's my only complaint about this movie so far right yeah. it's just that like the boom, 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 boom is a yeah. little yeah. foggy and little foggy and a little murky but i mean it's a long movie so you got to cut something out exactly yeah you got to yeah. cut something and a lot of people weren't going to see three-hour movies in 1973 no <laughs> i'm always the one that knows about different cuts of the movie there are three cuts of this movie yeah one of them that was released in oh i want to say the early 2000s was the, the staircase version the staircase version which i've has seen that Yep. crawling down you've never heard of that oh my gosh so yeah. instead of her pit, no. pit, peeing on the floor well, no no no. it's later on in the film when the maid is quitting reagan the maid quits the maid she does in the other cut in the other okay cut, reagan comes down the stairs in a backward in a spider crawl down backward the stairs spider. in the house uh-huh. yes upside down upside with her down. head like it's spider backward. crawled right yeah so many movies yeah. parody it yeah. and then reference it now. And then but you never... Friedkin didn't want it in the film because they couldn't digitally remove the wires in the film. Right. And also didn't like how like the dialogue was set up. Where mm. it's just, they're talking and then all of a sudden, Reagan just goes crawling down the stairs in a backward wow. crawl. And, that would have been know. a great shot if they could have pulled it off. Right. At the end of the movie, when they were doing like the release and whatnot, Friedkin and Blatty... We're arguing back and forth. At the very end, when they finished cutting the film up, Warner Brothers was like, yeah, this is too long. Two hours, 12 minutes, or 14 minutes, whatever it was. Way too long. You got to cut something. So Friedkin went through and cut two scenes out of the movie. One of them being like a spider crawl and then a couple other things. But one of the most important scenes to Blatty was during the exorcism, the priests come down and they take a break. You know, we have that a little bit of it where they just kind of sit down. Mm But there is a very long conversation about faith and about overcoming this, that, and the other. Kind of the crux of the movie. <laughs> the whole right? movie, yeah. right. And so, <laughs> I understand was, why Blatty's pissed. Oh, he was so it's mad, a in fact. Pivotal scene. <laughs> that for 25 years, they did not get along. They could not be in the same room because they would get in huge debate. I mean, that's his baby, right? Oh, so like, yeah. I can, understand, I can understand that I being very so, upsetting. And I see why he wrote and directed the third one. Right, right. right. So (laughs) they released Blatty's cut of the film later on. They both sat down, came over. Now I'm going to have to rewatch the movie again. Right. And then. Darn it. (laughs) So she tells him, she tells her, you know, just take your pills. You'll be fine. 
And then the bed starts going nuts. Mm -hmm. Shaking. I mean, unnaturally. Yeah, off the legs. Unnaturally shaking. And thank God she's not the dumb mom that's like, why are you doing this? Right. Why are you having this big of seizures? Stop. (laughs) Just just feel better. Just lay down. Like she is. You can tell she's like, yeah, something's not right. I mean, she literally lays across her and the bed is still trying to buck them both off. Like, what did she do to that bed? Right. After the bed shakes, uh, Father Dyer's visiting with um, Father Karras in his room, brings in a bottle of Chivas Regal stolen from the dean. <laughs> Stealing's a sin. Uh, Father Karras is still racked with guilt over Mama. Mm-hmm. Laying there really, smoking cigarettes. Yeah, just mm-hmm. pouring his soul out to Fred. And Fred's always really super smiley when he's coming to see Father Karras. <laughs> yeah. Like, really looking forward to it. Yeah. Like, that boxer. Mm, what's going on? Yeah, think you're reading too much into it. But. Satan's alley. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, he's drunk. Father Dyer tucks him in and leaves. And then Father Karras has his dream, where he's on the street and he sees Mama coming up the steps of the subway and she's yelling for for Demi. Yeah, Demi, save me! <laughs> and he's like, he's trying to stop her. And you, you get all these images of you know the metal. Uh, the Saint Joseph medal and the demon face, the the first superimposed right. flash of the demon face. Right. Yeah. Crazy. You yeah. Know, it'd wake you up. Yeah, yeah for sure. Wouldn't be fun. So now we're going to start some real fun stuff with Reagan, the medical testing. Uh, she's getting more tests done and she's got a real potty mouth. Really. I giving mean, the doctors it is, a yeah. good tongue lashing and oh, yeah. she's not holding back. Just further showing that she's infested. Something ain't right. Right. <laughs> it, it just gets progressively worse as the film goes on. Now we cut to Father Karras performing Mass, and you could tell he's really pouring his Re- soul. Really into it. He's really giving it his all. Yeah. Just like, yeah. You know, the, the body, body of Christ. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe any of this. You're right. Uh, whatever. Do your thing, you know. Yeah. Chris McNeely is talking to the doctors, and the doctor's like, oh, yeah, it's just a brain defect. She's got a lesion. We get that lesion out of there. She'll be... Multiple personalities. Top yeah. notch. Mm-hmm. Top notch. She's like, but what about, uh, you know, the bed and all that stuff? Oh, that's just a spasm, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's just hormones. She said, I was laying on top of yeah, her. Yeah, that wasn't a spasm. And the bed was coming off the ground. Off the ground. Right. Yeah, I wasn't a spasm. You're, you've lost your I do love the 70s doctors all smoking yeah. cigarettes and being yeah. like, you're crazy. And he's like, Mrs. McNeil, uh, <laughs> the problem with We're your daughter is not her bed. It's her brain. <laughs> Use your head. Jeez. <laughs> so, more tests. And this is where I felt the worst for Reagan. Yep. Oh, yeah. This procedure where they do a central line into her neck and run that cable and do all that do stuff. An, I mean, it's painful. 1973 MRI basically is what yeah, it is. The yeah. thump, 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 I mean, yeah. it is just bad. I felt so uncomfortable Horrible. watching that scene. Right. Just yeah. it yeah. Ugh, makes yeah. you feel icky. And to find out that for nothing. Yeah. Right. Fixed nothing. Found nothing. You know, right. she went through it just for the pain. The x-ray technician for that scene was an actual radiologist assistant. His name was Paul Batson. He was arrested in 1979 for homicide after meeting film critic Adam Winston and having sex with him and proceeding to bash his skull in with a skillet. Batson boasted about killing other men while awaiting trial and claimed that he did it for fun and dumped their bodies into the Hudson River. Authorities suspected him of being a serial killer and he had been targeting gay men from the years of 1979 
seven and nineteen seventy. Jeez. And so just an all around happy movie. Oh, of course, right? With happy casts and man, happy everybody, happy extras. Everybody just had a great life afterwards. Yeah, oh, no course. kidding, right? Man, but that's rough. they were. If you were looking up, they're called the Bag Murders. Nice. They had a confession that they couldn't link to any evidence to his claim, and he was sentenced to twenty years for the murder of Addison Burrell. Batson became a free man on 2004. Wow. So. Awesome. There you go. If you're in New York City, you got to watch yourself. I, I watch bet he's yourself. probably dead by now. Maybe. Maybe. It was 20 years ago when he got out. We still have Linda Blair. and Yeah. I think that one of my favorite parts or aspects about this movie is that this is not just like an average day person. This is the child of a... Movie star. Movie Known star. movie star. Known yeah. movie star. And she's going through this, and she's having all of these tests done, and yeah. they still cannot figure uh, out. She has the finances to see right. to all of those doctors. Yeah, I mean, right. she's got a team that uh, she is not impressed full with. Full staff. Right. Yeah. right, and no results. That's just so disheartening. I could not imagine going through something like that, being the parent, and be like... What do you mean you didn't find anything? Right. Look at her. Yeah. <laughs> There's something there is clearly something, right, wrong. Right. Uh, and you can't find And it? really, the only thing at this point in time is that Reagan is very dead-faced, yeah. right? So she has wide open eyes, no expression whatsoever. Except for pain. Except for pain. Yeah. But like other than that, when she's talking, she's there, mm-hmm. you know, and she was like, help me. Yeah. She's done. She's exhausted. Yeah. Like it has fully beat Bro- her, yeah, broke, broke down. her down. To the point down. where she has no expression on her yeah, face. She can't. She can't fight. Anymore. Not the little girl you see at the beginning of the movie. Exactly. Right. I'm just done. Props to the makeup department because phenomenal job. Yeah. Over the course of this. Entire oh, episode. it's it's very subtle. Con- yeah. 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 Every scene it changes. Yeah. yeah. Next scene, uh, the house call. The doctors come in and do- they open up the door and she's just getting worked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just getting, I mean, she's slamming on the bed. Yeah. Up and down. Just up and down, up and down. And picking her two or three feet off the bed and slamming her back down. Right. It was rough. It was very rough. So Linda Blair was talking about that experience where they hooked her up to a metal harness and they were legit pulling that up and down, up and down. And most of these scenes where like an actress or actor is getting hurt, they are legit being hurt because of it most of these reactions are genuine yeah her screams are real and she was saying yeah. please stop from what i understand, when you look too, at it you can tell it's real it's real yeah. yeah yeah when you watch it you can you can be like well that's not a dummy that's not you know like that right. is a real person being yanked around like that yeah this is the first scene where you get the voice work from what friedkin called the greatest a radio voice actor of all time. Right. Uh, I can't think of her name. But not enough to be credited in the movie. Right? Uh, That's what's messed up. Later on she is, right? Yeah. And she says she gives credit to um, whiskey and a lot of cigarettes to get her voice to sound right. Mercedes McCambridge. Yeah. Yeah. He handpicked her for this, and she nailed it. Yeah. I mean... So that's my question. uh, Linda Blair is filming these scenes and saying these lines. It's not really her saying the lines, right? Right. Because it's the voiceover. Which is why a lot of people think that she didn't win Best Supporting Actress over Tatum O'Neill because of the voice acting. I mean, but Tatum O'Neill's performance in Paper Paper Moon Moon. is phenomenal. Yeah. 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 So... Makes sense. Yeah. Good stuff. The doctors give her some Thorazine and it's nap time. (laughs) It's nappy nap time. (laughs) She's going to sleep... Maybe through tomorrow. Yeah, maybe through tomorrow. <laughs> That's what they say. She might might sleep all the way through yeah, tomorrow. She's going to be sleepy time. 
uh, yeah, you don't you don't mess with Thorazine. It does its job. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a cure all until we figure right, it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we got more medical BS, and Chris McNeil looks worked. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she can just see that she just, she's exhausted. She right. looks like she's been up for a week straight. Yeah. The, her eyes are just sunk. I mean, the makeup was perfect. Right. Yeah. They did a great job on it. She knows it's not her brain. She knows it's something else. It's time to find a psychiatrist is what they said. All right. So Chris McNeil comes home and the lights flash when she comes in. That's always a good sign. Rats. That's standard protocol in McNeil household now with their extra guest. She goes upstairs to check on Reagan. The window's open and it's freezing. Mm-hmm. 100%. She's laying there, you know, kind of zonked out on the floor. Face down, but also like no covers on. No. Absolutely. Not. Yeah, you can see her legs hanging and out of her not, nightgown. And she's not shivering. Nothing. She's Nothing. sleeping. She's perfectly comfortable. Yeah. Of course, you know, Thorazine does that. Yeah, that's true. Kind of makes you a little sleepy. Right. So for all of these scenes in Reagan's bedroom, they actually got cooler fans, and the director would not let them record or film during this scene unless it read that it was zero degrees good lord so you have to imagine it just sounds like just a fun torture. movie to make like torture oh yeah. to me yeah oh and he would do scenes just to get like genuine reactions they were the set design people talked about he would hide guns around areas and then just randomly sh- like have a free pop around just to keep the actors on edge and like, seems like a pretty, psychological warfare pretty oh, nice yeah. guy right right Oh, well, this is 1970s directors. Friedkin. The original so James Cameron. Friedkin, he's German? <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing his name, Friedkin's a German name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, disclosure, yeah. 75% German right here. A lot of German over here, guy. <laughs> I don't have any German in me. You want some? You nope. want some? <laughs> Pass. <laughs> I think the cabbage roll's still open. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Fridkin, he died. He died uh, August seventh of this year. Uh-huh. This year, wow, wow, poor guy. Windows open. Reagan's in there snoozing away. Burke happened to have stayed with Reagan while Sharon went out to get the Thorazine. Reagan, why Burke of all people? Right, I don't. <laughs> why would you trust your child? With hey. that drunk, I'll watch, I'll watch Reagan. I'll watch her. No. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Don't let the Nazi do it. <laughs> Give us a little drink. Right. Reagan kills him for it. Well, we don't see that. We don't happening. see it, but it is heavily implied. So it's time, the only explanation. That at the time the mom comes home, doesn't know. Doesn't know. They just think that father had up and left. Right. Reagan alone by herself. Right. Burke so, left her. Burke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just walked out and said, screw it. Yeah. So a guy comes in and tells them that Burke's dead, and Chris McNeil is like... With his head turned... Yeah, completely around. around. 180 degrees, I yeah. said, yeah. 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 It would take the strength of a full-grown man to do that, right? Yeah. And they said that it could have happened in the fall, but probably Very not. unlikely. Very unlikely, right. according to Lieutenant been- Kinderman, who we've not met yet. And he's down at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah, all the way at the bottom of the stairs, which did a little research. It was physically impossible to hit the stairs from Reagan's window. But, you know, artistic liberties. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And that staircase, I guess, is just great. For real crazy. Have you been? Have you seen it? I have not seen it in person because I've never been there. But a lot of people have. I know that. Pretty awesome. So, yeah, tossed him out the window and he went down the huge 
set of iconic stares yeah. this movie has. So now we have Reagan hypnotized with the psychiatrist. What a scene, too. This oh is gosh. great. <laughs> um, <laughs> the doctor is like, okay, so you're hypnotized. And is there somebody inside you? And he's, she's like, yeah. Yeah. You want him out? Yeah. So, I'm going to talk to him. Is that cool? Cool. So, all right, I'm talking to the person inside of Reagan, and you're hypnotized, too. And he sits down next to her. Can you tell me your name? And she kind of looks over and says, yeah, no. I'm just going to grab your balls yeah. and squeeze yeah. for my entire life. Yeah. And he feels that. I forgot about uh, that. For yeah. the rest of his Man, life. that's got to be awful. Ugh. Bazoo <laughs> Not not a good guy. <laughs> Easy killer. <laughs> Robin's eggs. Right. <laughs> so now we cut to the uh the track. Father Karras is doing some laps and Lieutenant Kinderman, Lee J. Cobb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he you know, he's an amateur movie critic. Really? It's weird. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. Hey, it, it takes a lot doing this job, let me tell you. I just like that there's another Lee that does movies. Right. He was yeah. in 12 Angry Men. Wow. Yeah. That's one of my favorite movies. I love I, that movie. Yeah. Good guy. That's for another time. That is most definitely for, for another, another time. time. Lieutenant Kinderman wants to question Father Karras about Burke. You know, wants to go over some, some witchcraft, the desecration at mm-hmm. the church. The Burke stairs. dying, and he, he thinks they're all related. Right. Which is a Rich. That is a stretch. That is a stretch. In my opinion. Uh, not, he said like Satanism, yeah. great, like yeah. ritualistic killings and, killings and, and desecrations. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah, like, yeah. man, that's a stretch. You're not the greatest detective, are you? He thinks the murder and the desecration are done by the same person. Pretty much threatens Father Karras to divulge whatever he knows. And mm-hmm. he doesn't bite. He's like, yeah, kick rocks. Right. You know. I wouldn't tell you, even if I did know something, you know, mm-hmm. confidentiality. And I love when he says, you know, I could arrest you or something like that. He <laughs> says like, something. He, yeah. No, he says, I can have you deported. I can have you oh deported. I'm like, how? And he goes, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I can have you deported. Yeah, whatever. I could just, you know, tell him that it was all under confessional seal. Yeah, and, he was good cop, bad cop, all in, right? in one, like, and one failed, guy rolled up. And he one, failed yeah. miserably yeah. at both. You want to go to right? the movies? And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Easy killer. yeah now reagan's in the hospital fully possessed right Uh, yeah just round table she is a little nasty (laughs) yeah round table of doctors with chris mcneil and her frustration just comes to a head and Mm -hmm. she just starts chewing them out i've been to 88 doctors figure it out and they're like one doctor's like, with a kind of a shit-eating grin on his face, yeah. he's like, well, maybe uh, maybe an exorcism would work. She goes like, did all these works, and now you're telling me to take her to a witch doctor. Mm-hmm. And you know what he's going to say. You know what he's going to say? What's he going to say? What's the witch doctor going to say? What's the witch? You tell us. Ooh, eat, wah, ching, ching, wah, wah, bing, bang. I knew you wouldn't see it coming. That's my line. That's right. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, get an exorcism. You know, it's probably nothing. If the person believes they're possessed, you'll believe in the power of the exorcism and be cured. Right. Placebo. Um, Yeah, placebo. Yeah. That's not how it works. That is not. (laughs) Reagan back at home. Lieutenant Kinderman is at the bottom of the stairs. Looking around, Mills Ram finds an item. It looks like some sort of statue, whatever. Mm -hmm. Very crude. Yeah. Not not a whole lot of detail. Like a child may have done it. Yeah. Hmm. It's like really made of weird. clay. Yeah. Yes. Really weird. 
So then he comes and knocks on the door of the McNeils and has a few questions for Chris about Reagan. Lieutenant Kinderman is sure he was murdered. Yeah. But doesn't understand how. If he was in the room with Reagan, Reagan's 12, obviously does not possess the strength to turn a man's head 180. Right. Interesting. And throw him out the window. Right. And they don't think he jumped. So. So that's pretty much all that comes of that, right? Right. Why in the heck did they not ever delve into the butler? That got in a fight with Burke. Right? Yeah. I that thought that was number the build-up one, That would have been right? the number one suspect in my book. But. For sure. Well, because I thought that that's what she was thinking. Like, not Reagan did it, but like... Right. One of the staff. Oh, my did. gosh. Did the butler do that because they got in a fight? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it never it just never brought up. So, Lieutenant Kinderman really overstays his welcome at the house. Uh, she gives him the, would you like another cup of coffee? Which is like pretty much saying, you need to leave. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I want some more coffee. Sure. And he kind of walks around and finds more statues that Reagan has done that match mm-hmm. the one that he Turtle. found at the bottom bottom of the stairs. So he's starting to kind of put it together, still not believing it at all, though, right. that she could have done it. Right. So he's like, yeah, I'll figure it out. You know, whatever, I'll figure it out. So he leaves, and I, I really think that's when Chris McNeil figures out that she did it. It's crazy. So now she goes upstairs, and we have the crucifix scene. Which is <sighs> off-putting, to put it lightly. <laughs> Putting it lightly. Very lightly. She is going to work on herself with the crucifix in areas that it should not be. It with, is. With force. It is rough, man. I mean, like, force. Oh like, she is going to work. If it makes you feel better, Linda Blair said that she had no idea what the scene was implying. They just had her hold this cross, and then there was a spot between her legs that she just stabbed. Wow. And she had no idea. Because yeah, the, the voice was added in later. Yeah. yeah. You all can't on? see me, but I just have my hands over my face because it's just so much. Right? <laughs> it's so much. I mean, it's so... I mean, that part is bad, but the worst part is when she grabs mom's head and then forces it her. down there. Oh, yeah. man. Listen, it really... I, I think that <sighs> when it comes to recommending movies, that scene is it's probably the tough. one that would keep me from recommending it yeah. to oh, certain yeah. people. Yeah, for sure. And then you get the half turn of Reagan's head. 180. Do you know what your hunting daughter did? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, whoa! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would have been like, what a lovely singing voice you must have. Oh, Zuli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's that little rascal. That was. There is no Reagan, only Pazuzu. Right. That that seals the deal, I think, for for Chris McNeil. And she's like, yeah, maybe I should um, look into this whole exorcism thing yeah. so a little closer. It's Chris- time now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Chris McNeil gets smacked away. Mm-hmm. She slides back, hits that back wall. Mm-hmm. They filmed that scene seven or eight times. <sighs> and she told the director, and she's the one that's not a stunt person. She's actually doing this. Mm-hmm. She went up and told the director, I need to stop doing this. This is killing my back. So they had the stunt coordinator and her and the director. And she said, hey, this this is killing my back. I, I cannot do this. And the director said, Let's do one more scene, and we'll call it good. She walks away. Director tells the stunt coordinator, give her hell. Pull her back as hard as you guys can. Of course can. he did. 
God, he's an she, asshole. She doomed herself with that comment. Right? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. So that, what a great guy. That guy would have been fired for that these nowadays, days. Nowadays. Right? They do. And I was watching the, the documentary about the making of this movie. And the stunt coordinator said, we pulled her as hard as we could. She went to a chiropractor the next day, and it had permanently damaged her I was going to say, they're lucky that they didn't paralyze her or like do like really bad, you know? Right. Uh, backing up just a hair, the crucifix, Chris McNeil went into the bedroom while Reagan was sleeping and found the crucifix under the pillow. pillow. Yeah. Right. And pulled it out. And brought it downstairs. Questions Carl about the crucifix. Ask him, who? did you put it in there? And she's yeah. like, no, nah, I didn't do it. Wasn't me. Right. Did we ever find out who did it? No, we don't. Okay. We have no idea. And they're not religious No, at they're all. not. No. They're, as far as I'm, I'm going to say they're atheists just because. I don't I, say I agree with that. And then, yeah. So she's upset that it was in there. And she pulls it out and she takes it downstairs. When Lieutenant Kinderman shows up, she sets it down on the table while he's there. And then when she goes back up, to see Reagan, she's got the crucifix again. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, how'd that What's happen? Going on? Right. <laughs> I think it would have been a really cool scene if they would have shown, like, Reagan coming down in a... Sneaking past sneaking them. Sneaking yeah. past them, like, when their backs are turning. In spider like, yeah. yeah, in the spider crawl to right. get the crucifix and take it back upstairs. Right. And you're like, why did she take that? That's weird. Uh, yeah, so that, I thought that was kind of cool. You yeah. know, they don't really play that up a whole lot, but well, the scene itself. Is yeah, enough. it's pretty it's rough. Yeah. Like, you, like we don't need. You're not like thinking that. about where did the crucifix come not from. At all. You are like, yay! I'm more yeah. worried about where the crucifix is it's going. going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. after multiple watches, you kind of pick that stuff up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the shock of that scene is, is going right. to linger right <laughs> for quite some time. Oh, very much so. Yeah. So now Chris McNeil meets Father Karras finally. They have a little exchange, and we find out Father Karras is rather educated. Uh, mm-hmm. Went to Harvard, Bellevue, smoked pot with Johnny Hopkins. Yeah. yeah. In Sloan Kennery. Sloan Kettering. Yeah. Blazing that shit up every day. So she asks about exorcisms, what he knows, and it stops him in his tracks. He says, yeah. he like, says Where nothing. Where did that come from? Nothing we from the 16th my, century. Yeah. We were talking about my, comp, my, my credentials, and now you know, what do you know about exorcisms? Uh, nothing? And she, she looks like That's a druggy, well, like, alcoholic. She just got worked over by like She's bruised up, yeah. but the way she's holding herself, yeah. like I could see where he was like. She was trying to conceal all she, the bruises. She is crazy, yeah. right? And what, says, do you, what do you know about exorcisms? <laughs> uh, nothing. Nothing. Ah, nothing, weird. Yeah, nothing on it from the, the 16th century. How, how yeah. do you go about you know doing one? Well, you get yourself a time machine and <laughs> right. you go back to the 1600s because <laughs> yeah, we don't said. do them anymore. <laughs> Ever since we learned this thing called, called the... psychiatry, we yeah. don't do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't know anything about it. Tells her that she probably knows more about possession than most priests do. Right. She's just at the end of her rope. Like she needs. Yeah, she, she loses her yeah, shit. Like yeah. you have to help her. Somebody yeah. has to help her. He, the doctors are, are useless. Well, you just come see her. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. he's yeah, I'll come see her. No problem. So well, he recommends that she goes to see. Yeah, inpatient. First. He wants and, six months inpatient care of round the yeah. clock. And she was yeah. like, they're just going to send me back to you. They yeah. sent me to you to begin with. And right. Yeah. Father Karras comes to see Reagan, and she looks. Oh, great fresh <laughs> I mean, right ready for the ball yeah yeah <laughs> i mean woo. also no one's questioning the, no. the physical change of no. her eyeballs no. No. <laughs> i mean it's full-on green eyes. green demon eyes yeah. like and her face has literally 
split open in right. several places. It's got a green tint to it. And right. I'm like, yeah. totally Dead normal. Green. Father Karras comes story. in, doesn't bat an eye. Yeah. What's up, Father? Right. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Disturbingly, the she, people that do the makeup said that they added in those scrapes from when she's going downwards with the crucifix. Oh. Ah, interesting. So, yeah, that's gross. interesting. She yeah. really was going to town. Yeah, she was. <laughs> so he's talking to <laughs> her, and she, she opens the, the bedside drawer, and he shuts it, and he's like, did you do that? And she goes, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, he's like, do it again. That's in much time. too vulgar display of power. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it in time. In time. <laughs> Just going to work. So then Pazuzu starts going to work on Karis, and he turns his back, and you hear the line again from the bum, you know, hey, can you help old Walter boy out? You know, I'm a Catholic. And he turns around, and, you know, it's just Reagan. And yeah. he's just like, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, your mother's in here. Would you like to talk to her? And he's like, oh, yeah, mom's in there. What's her maiden name? And she's like, yeah, well, tell me, what's her maiden name? And then pea soup. Yeah, all oh. over him, and fun fact, straighten his eyeball. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. straighten his mouth. Yeah, like he had his mouth open. Yeah. and fun fact, it was not supposed to happen that way. It was oh, supposed wow. to hit him dead in the chest. Well, his reactions, you can tell yeah. that it wasn't supposed to happen. And yeah. they left it in because it was such a great, perfect, genuine and reaction. He didn't break character, right? He, he just, just went with it, nailed it, and it was. He probably was like, "Yeah, that's what the director wanted yeah. to happen." Yeah, yeah. I've seen the way he works. Yeah. <laughs> and then she says she is possessed by the devil, which mm-hmm. is another knock against her trying to prove the possession. Right. Because yeah. that's, as Father Kara says, she said she was possessed by the devil. That's like saying I'm Napoleon. Yeah. You know, right. And it's a dead giveaway and that this is fake. I think it's interesting, too, that Pazuzu, throughout this scene, it is playing with Karis as mm-hmm. well. Pazuzu knew exactly what, what it was doing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think there's even scenes where it starts speaking in tongues, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Right. And he takes a recording yeah. of it. And it's just bas- and back mass. Backward talking. Yeah. yeah. I think Pazuzu was adding in those bits Subtleties. of doubt yeah. to prolong the possession. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'll make him think that it's not a possession so I can just stay here longer. And, right. you know, I won't have to deal with them. You know, they'll just move on or whatever. Uh, it didn't work out that way. He leaves the room and he's talking to Chris McNeil and she's adamant. You, you got to do this. Yeah. You, this is it. You got to do that. And he asks her, like, did you know that my mother died? And he's like, yeah, I, I you know, Father Dyer told me about it, you know, a week ago, two couple weeks ago or whatever. And she, he's like, no, does, does Reagan know? She's like, no, she wouldn't have any reason to know. Right. So adding more proof that she has information mm-hmm. that nobody should have. Mm-hmm. So Father Karras is kind of torn. He, he thinks it's real. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. And he's also, at the same time, we're seeing I'm just saying, if I walked in that room and saw that little girl, I'd be like, <laughs> we need to get someone in here right, right now. now. <laughs> this is way over my head. I would have been like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> turn around later. Gotta go. <laughs> See you later, Pazuzu. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Reagan. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, nope, she's not possessed at all. Bye. Nope. Yep, yep, yep. Nope. <laughs> so then we cut to Father Karras. Uh, performing mass again extremely distracted and mm-hmm. not putting in his effort at all you could just see like he's saying the words but he is somewhere else mm-hmm. just 
another nod to his acting job in this. Thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. Just zero complaints. Yeah. We come back and Reagan's tied to the bed. Father Karras comes in and we get the great line of, "What an excellent day for an exorcism." Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you agree, Father? (laughs) So so he asks in Latin what her name is. I don't know if y'all caught that. What Pazuzu's name was, and then she switches to French. Mm-hmm. And he busts out the holy water, some more tests, which was not holy water. Right, but she apple. reacted to it. She so. reacted to it. Right. So more mind games. More, yeah, mind games. And then she starts the speaking in tongues of the, the backward talking. Mm-hmm. He still doesn't. I don't know. It's Well, throughout the film, he's struggling with his faith. Yeah, so, definitely. And, so, and he has that. a doctorate in or something like in psychiatry, in psychiatry. Yeah, so, from harvard right yeah, so he's, he's not dumb right so he is very much thinking that this is a psychological issue right yeah. she believes she's even possessed. though she has green eyeballs right <laughs> like even though her face has been torn to right heads. not just uh, her face just yeah looks well, like me I don't even want to discuss that. <laughs> moving on. Yes, moving on. So Father Karras and Chris McNeil, they come out for She offers him a drink, and he takes it without ice because I just I got to have that drink because mm-hmm. this yeah. is stressful. Uh, he tells her about the holy water, how it was fake, and then Chris McNeil says, yeah, she killed Burke. She totally, <laughs> right, yeah. she totally killed him. <laughs> then it's like, okay, so Father Karras has the audio analyzed, and it's English, backwards masking, uh, let her die. Sounds like... Three times they call out Father Marin's name, which is, I think, I don't know, because I have not seen The Exorcist 2 and I've not mm-hmm. seen Beginnings, that Father Marin has history has history with this demon. Yes. Right. It knows he's coming at some point. Right. And he knows, I'm going to kill that dude. And right. It's weird. <laughs> like, I don't know how. It's, I mean, I like, think that, that it's way deeper than the audience thinks it is. There's sure. so much going on yeah. that the it, more you watch yeah. it, the more we it's talk like about I said, it. The, I mean, just sitting here, we, I looked up Pazuzu, and right. I was like, that's the statue at the beginning. And it's the wind demon, and right. the windows always open. Exactly. And, yeah. It's, Watching this and taking notes as I'm watching it made me pay attention a lot more. And right. I'm seeing all these different oh, yeah. layers and all these little subtle hints and all this detail right. that's in there that you that you're the story not... is really about the priest at the beginning and Pazuzu. Right, right. That's the that's, that's the, the good guy. That's and the, the bad battle. Guy. That's, that's the, the, the climax. And that's poor coming. Reagan is just caught. And in everyone middle. else is just caught in the middle of this right. madness. It's, right. it's so bad. It's <laughs> just what I thought was. I don't know how they glazed over that. Like, oh yeah, it's it's just English. Yeah, but it's backwards. backwards. Right. You know a lot of people that can speak backwards English? Right. Like a 12-year-old girl could could do that, you know, right. in the state that she's in. I think that's another thing. She's just laying in bed all day, honestly. Right? Yeah. She's milking this. She's fine. <laughs> it's all in her head. Just take your pills. Are you going to take your Lay medicine? For another time. All right. Yeah. One of the things that I love about this film, too, is that it doesn't treat you like you're stupid. Right. You know, it expects you to it be paying attention. You to be paying attention and then it adds stuff for repeated viewing. It's not overtly telling In your the face. audience yeah. exactly what's going on. You know, not to interrupt, but I find that a lot in movies made prior to a certain time. time. Period. Yes. Like you were expected to go to a movie and pay attention mm-hmm. to the movie mm-hmm. and what's going on. Movies these days, they have to hit you over the head with stuff right. because people are just dumb. No, in I my agree. opinion. Right. Uh, Idiocracy, man. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> I love it. 
Oh, so good. You can say it. Just for another time. Uh, Sharon calls Father Karras. Tells him he needs to come over. There's something you got to see. So, right away. So, he comes over, sneaks in. She's like, look, I want to show it to you. I don't want Chris to see this because she'll flip. So, they go in there and Reagan's sleeping. She pulls her shirt up and you see the words form on her stomach that says, help me. And it looks like scar tissue. Right. Right. And... If that doesn't clinch it that, for you... Yeah, I think that sealed the deal um, for him. It's not ever going to be sealed for right. you, because you can't think You that. can't psychologically you do that. You watched it happen. Right, right. <laughs> it was very faint, right. and then it was very prominent. You're like, yeah, that's real. This is happening. Father Karras goes to the church to plead his case. I think it's real. It holds up to the standards and the ritual of everything that has to happen. Right. The, and the fact that he's so, I, I think, well-trusted. Yeah. They don't even really. They're yeah. just like, all right, let's do this. If somebody yeah. was, if somebody was going to find a fake, it he would be was, him. He was yeah. going to find it. Yeah, you know, he's the best man. He's not right. the Pope's exorcist, but it's yeah, the next he's the Pope's psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, good times. He's like, yeah, I think so. And then I don't know, is the bishop or archdiocese? Archdiocese yeah. is like, yeah, we'll go ahead and do this. He's like, kiss the ring, bitch. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> The archdiocese has a little meeting with another guy. So yeah, maybe we should bring somebody else in that's got some experience. And they uh, maybe Lancaster Marin. But he's off on an expedition. Oh no, he's back in the states now. He's working on another book up in anyone, anyone, anyone. No, no, nope. I can't remember. Woodstock. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. He's up at Woodstock writing another book. Whatever. He's like, well, doesn't he have some health concerns? Yeah, he did an exorcism in Africa. Took like three months. Almost killed him. Yeah. He's like, yes, let's do it again. And he's having yeah. heart issues as yeah, well. Yeah, heart issues the entire time. I'm calling not a great idea, but for Father Marin, but for the purpose of the movie, worked out great. I mean, Father Marin didn't hesitate either. Oh, though. no. I didn't. Father Marin, in my opinion, is the absolute epitome of faith in yeah. this yeah. movie. Yeah. Like, he, he doesn't waver. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't flinch. Question it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't Nothing yeah. phases him. Mm-hmm. He knows what's coming. And he knows. I and he's beat like, "This guy, I don't can beat this guy. Yeah, don't listen. Don't, don't listen, listen to anything guy. they yeah. say." Mm-hmm. Yeah. We get the poster shot: Father Marin arriving uh-huh. at the McNeil residence. The fog, the lamp, yep. the house in the background. It's I mean, it is just, perfect. Like he is a silhouette in that. Yes, scene, it is scene, just you know? like God. That's mm. so good. <laughs> one of <laughs> you the know, best shots. It is. In it's it's one of yeah. the most iconic shots yeah. in all of movie history. It's great. Uh, uh, it just sets the tone of yeah we're about to get into it you get tubular the bells playing yeah. in the background too yeah. it's great father Marin comes in and greets the family and he tells father Karras I need you to go across the street over to St. Michael's bring me this bring me the purple sash mm-hmm. uh, some lots of holy water whole lot of water mm-hmm. and gives him strict instructions do not have a conversation do not speak to this being all it's going to do is lie it lies, 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 lies all day long. Father Karras is like, well, don't you want to know the history? Why? It's just a demon. Yeah. I, you know, that's all we need to know. It's a demon. We're going to get rid of it. Right. You're going to get. We're not going to get God. We're going to get. Going to get. Going to get. We're finally getting down to it. The heavyweight, crux of the movie. Heavyweight fight. 12 rounds. Enter Father Marin and Father Karras to Reagan's room. Bit chilly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris McNeil, not allowed. You're not coming in. No. Because I agree. You're not coming in here because you're going to want to do stuff that we're not going to allow you to do. Right. You're going to start feeling all kinds of emotions when it comes to your, your daughter. daughter. Yeah. And we can't have you feeding into Pazuzu. his power. Yeah. 
Because that's exactly what it wants to do. So in a typical exorcism, they have two priests and then two people that know the victim. And Mm -hmm. typically it's somebody of the same sex as the victim. It's not one setting. It is spanned over weeks, if not months. So it is a really got to wear him down. Very long process, and it takes before the Catholic Church will say definitively, "Okay, we're going to do this exorcism." And there's a long list of. It's not just, "Hey, Father, uh, yeah, we need you to possess our six-year-old kiddo because he's just not eating his." Spaghettios, right? So yeah, there's. I'm sure there's a lengthy vetting process. <laughs> Very much so. Oh yeah, I can't imagine. It's just not the three criteria that right. they gave in the movie. It's right. probably like. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Extensive. But for the movie, it, it does work very yeah. well. Yeah. So they come in, and Reagan immediately starts in with a trash talk. Oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just skip a beat. S- stick your upper. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And then she hawks the loogie right in his face. Ugh. Just big, It's a good one, Good too. size, yeah. man. That thing was half dollar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just right in his beak, too. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, damn. But he got... is unfazed. No, unwavering. Yeah, he does doesn't not... skip a beat. Mm-mm. Just mm-hmm. keeps right on rolling. Father Karras wipes his face off like, that's right, kid. Do, do my job. Mm-hmm. Then she goes to work on Father Karras again. Mm-hmm. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Uh, no, she doesn't. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then the bed starts floating. And Father Karras is just stunned watching the bed come up off the ground right. four feet in the air. And he's like, uh, to the point where he actually forgets a response. And, yeah, he stops uh, yeah, responding uh, Father to Father Marin's like, uh, the response, yeah. Father Karras, hello, do your job. Father Marin not phased at all. No, Again, he's like, hey, the, yo, 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 keep up, kid. By the bed, four <laughs> right? feet. Not even. She was floating six feet. In. <laughs> she sleeps above her covers. Six, six feet, feet above the above covers. Let's <laughs> run out of time. You see the demon face again. More pea soup all over. Mm-hmm. Just coming out. Lots of it. Just, it's gross. And then the 360 head spin from, oh. from Reagan. And you hear all the bones just... Crackle, crackle, yeah, crackle, and I'm like, she's got to be dealing with that after the fact, wouldn't you think? Well, I mean, I think that the fact that she can do that and it not destroy her and kill her, right, answers your question of how she got the cross back. Right. <laughs> I'm just you like, know, like magic. I mean, you know, yeah. like, the human honestly. head is not made to turn that oh, far. No. It's just even if you were to twist it. By hand, I promise you. I don't I know think this. you could get it all the way around. <laughs> I, I know these facts. <laughs> I mean, the last time I tried it, it didn't work out that well. <laughs> and then we get into the power of Christ compelling her. Yes, over and over. And let me tell you, Father Karras is bringing the heat mm-hmm. on that exchange. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, you could see it in his face. He was delivering that yep. with authority, and I give big props to him in that scene. I think that is a big annoyance for me, though, is that now in movies, when there's a possession or something like that, when they start saying the power of Christ compels you, the power of Christ compels and then it's the power of Christ compels you, and then it's, oh, yep, all right, it's done. We're done. Right. We should it's all just- took. She's tied to the bed. I don't know how this works, but right. the next scene, she's up on the bed, arms up, Pazuzu statue behind her, mm-hmm. and she's doing whatever, and then... Then she's right back to being tied to the bed again. 
I, I don't know, continuity error. I don't know. Maybe they're just well, brain tricks. I don't know. The cross. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like break time. Like, okay, let's take a break. Yeah. And they go downstairs, and I'm assuming that's where the deleted scene is with the fathers talking about faith and whatnot. Well, sure. like I said, if that doesn't restore your faith, I, at that I, point yeah. in time, I don't know what yeah. would restore your faith. Exactly. I, I really. That's why, why I enjoyed the movie so much is because it deals with faith so much and it actually kind of empowered my faith. I don't, I'm not trying to get too no, preachy here, but it's one of those things, like you said earlier, where it's if there's a devil, there's surely should be a god. Right. And, yang and yang. Dark and light. To, like there's always to, the... To quote another movie, seeing is not believing. Right. It's not the same. For sure. You saw. But it does help. Yes, it does. They take a break, and they go downstairs for a little breather. Father Marin goes to the bathroom, takes another nitro pill. That's a good sign. Yeah. yeah. I mean, probably solved his take, problem. Take your vitamins. And then Father Karras goes back in. Bad mm-hmm. And Mom is laying on the bed. She's going to work on Father Karras. Father Marin comes in, promptly kicks him out. Yeah. Because he's compromised. Told you not to not to not, be not talking to, to her. With her. Don't yeah. interact. You do the ritual, and that's it. And you went back in there, and you shouldn't have. He went in there to check her her vitals to make sure she was doing all right. And then he, you know, he sees Mama, and Mama's like, "Why did you do this to me? me? Why did you do this to me?" me? <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. I mean, just yeah. So he kicks him out, and then Father Marin says, "Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and go alone. I'm gonna do this myself." Another. Bad, Bad idea. idea. Yeah. Not a good time. Father Karras goes down and sits with uh, Chris McNeil, and she asks, is she going to die? And he's like, no. He goes back upstairs, and then Lieutenant Kinderman knocks on the door. Mm-hmm. Father Karras goes upstairs, opens up the door. Marin's dead on the floor. Reagan's at the foot of the bed now. Which is one of my favorite scenes, how she's sitting. She's just, just leaning against hand. the post, and she's sitting there just like that, and then she starts laughing. Yeah. Like, hey, I told it's you I'd get him. such a good scene. Mm-hmm. It's such a good scene. So then Father Karras goes to work mm-hmm. on Reagan and Pazuzu. I mean, For yeah. sure. starts beating, beating the her shit out of her. Taking her to the woodshed. And that's a 12-year-old girl. Right, and, he and he's just, just beating, the beating her unmerciful. Like, just fist, fist, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he's telling the demon to come into him. Yeah, he does yeah. the yeah. ultimate get, sacrifice. Get, get out of her. Come into me. Come into me. And she reaches up and pulls off his medal, mm-hmm. the medal of Saint Joseph, mm-hmm. because he has a crisis of faith. Mm-hmm. Weird. Mm-hmm. And then Jink. It, Pazuzu goes right in. Yep, he has the green eyes, and he gets up, kind of fights them off. His eyes, yeah, his eyes, his change. eyes change back. Uh huh him off and he knows and he's starting to go towards reagan reagan to kill her obviously Mm -hmm. and he's like no we're not doing that he fights him off and then just throws himself out the window onto the stairs rolling all the way down yeah and supposedly not having a good day chris mcneil and lieutenant kinderman come in reagan's in the corner supposedly free now she's crying for her mama Father Marin's still dead. As a detective, what do you do with that? Right. Man, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. Is that you just throw your hands in there and you're like, like, eh, Kate's closed. Yeah, I don't I don't know how to process this. Right. Because you got a dead priest, you've got a live girl, and then you've got Father Karras who just exited the window down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And you're like, where do I begin? Right. I mean, it's crazy. So Father Dyer shows up at the bottom of the stairs and gives 
Damien his last rites. And yeah, that scene was pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. and that was a rough. Scene. He grabs. Yeah. You could see Damien grab his hand. His hands and, moving still, and he's shaking. still alive. And he's he's answering yeah. by squeezing. Yeah, yeah. So he's still alive, apparently, for that part. Last tidbit: They filmed that scene twelve times. Father Dyer's actual priest. Mm-hmm. It was two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. They're still filming the scene. Friedkin did not like the acting that was going on. He didn't feel like it was strong enough because he's like, this is your best friend that is dying. Yeah. Friedkin's answer to this, to get an actual emotional response, goes up to actual father, smacks him as hard as he can on the face, says go, and the father was talking about how his hand is shaking and his whole body is shaking because he is furious. Furious, yeah. At Friedkin for this. And they used, again, they used all of these scenes. Hey, to get the scene. To get the scene. You got to do what you got to do. Right. Make an omelet, man. Make an omelet. <laughs> got to break a few eggs. That's right. <laughs> so now we cut to the McNeils packing everything up, get everything covered in the they house. Gone. We getting out. <laughs> we getting gone. She <laughs> better get her pony. No, yeah. I'm telling you. She better get Seriously. Something. She better get something. <laughs> right. They say she doesn't remember the anything any at all. Yeah, Father Dyer shows up. She tells him, like, yeah, she doesn't remember anything. He's like, good, good, good. And then Sharon finds St. Joseph medal and gives it to Chris McNeil. And then she's like, should they get in the car? And they go to leave. Well, first, one of the best scenes for me is that Reagan comes out. She's getting in. And then she just sees the collar. And she hugs collar. him, right? And, and kisses him. Up, kisses him on the, oh, cheek. Yeah. on the cheek and gives him a hug. To me, that's subconscious. That's yeah, yeah, subconscious. She knows what happened. Thank you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So they get in the car and they're going to leave and they stop. Chris McNeil rolls the window down and gives Father Dyer the medal that they found. Right. Father Dyer looks down the stairs, roll credits. Oh, man. When that exorcist pops up, that like screaming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I mean. It, very much dreading this movie. I, I was, was too. I was dreading it. I just, I remember, wa- I remember watching it and just not being necessarily the biggest fan of it. But I think it was, I think I'm more educated on movies now, yeah. and well, um, more educated in the on the world. In the itself. world, yeah. And I just saw it as this crazy masterpiece ass movie when I was younger, right? right? And now, yeah, it's a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Excellent. I mean, it spawned you know five sequels and a series and references and oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. homages and, and paid to yeah and fifty years it's still fifty years yeah it's just mm-hmm. crazy man. So, crazy. Well, I guess with that said, we should go ahead and get into individual reviews. Lee, since you picked the movie, okay, you will go first. All righty. So, The Exorcist. What can be said that hasn't been really acting. Great, mm-hmm. great cast. Even though that they really had to go through it to find the right cast, I think they did a great job with their due diligence. And the people that dropped out were not meant for the role anyway, which is great. As we've all said, it was shot beautifully, uh, holds up really well to today's standards. I'm sure they're still using a lot of those same techniques. Yeah, um, I wish Cohen was here and maybe he could tell us the the theme of the movie the struggle between good and evil is just so powerful like it cannot be more personified in this movie in any other movie in in my opinion yeah. just the crisis of faith with the the catholic priests the non-faith of the mother 
and finally, you know, seeing that maybe this is something bigger than all of us. It just, it was so powerful. And not to mention that it was an absolute groundbreaking film that defined an entire subgenre of right. horror. It's near perfect. You couldn't remake this movie and make it better. I really don't think you could. Right. It's one of those movies that it's it's great as is, and you should never even attempt it. Yeah, never touch it. It's like trying yeah. to remake The Godfather. Yeah. It's just, it's just things you don't do. Right. You know, I love it. I loved it more after watching it and taking notes, finding all those little hidden details and little nods and subtle hints and stuff that you had to discover on your own. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. movies don't, we talked about yeah. that earlier, but the movies do not do that. Ma- no. This one makes you think it makes and you look draw stuff up, draw your own, <laughs> draw your own conclusions and see what, what yeah. sticks. And you know, well, well, maybe this is this way. And you, you know, you look some stuff up and no, it's not, it's just pure evil. And even more towards the horror yeah. of the film. I'm like, Oh crap. This was based on a true story. True story. I watched a documentary on that. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. I mean, if you watch this movie and you don't like it, then I'm just going to assume you don't like horror movies. You probably aren't a real big movie fan Mm -hmm. to begin with. I don't have any more adjectives for it. Yeah. I really don't. I'm going to tell you. All right. So we do our reviews as S being the highest tier movie. Mm Mm-hmm. We are only choosing 10 of these for the podcast. Right. And it can be knocked down to an A. Mm-hmm. But we are keeping 10. Okay. And then it's A, B, C, C being your average film, D, and then you have F, which is just a complete failure of the film. And I, again, we've talked about there's very few, very few movies that fit in that F category. So with that being said, Lee, where does The Exorcist fall for you? I am going to go out on a limb, and I really, really, really don't say this lightly. I believe it's an S-tier movie. Wow. I, I think it's an S, especially for 1973 and the subject matter, when it was written, when it was filmed. I mean, this movie changed cinema, and not a lot of movies can say that. Mm-hmm. That's for certain. Right. I mean, when you've got the Washington, D.C. police threatening anyone that sells tickets to a non-adult for arrest when this movie came out that should tell you something a lot of people wanted the mpaa to give the movie an x rating which would have doomed this movie completely 100 i mean i can't imagine not seeing the exorcist because it was rated x so another thing too is that i was reading about a man that fainted in the theater like during the possession Mm -hmm. he sued warner brothers and actually won in court wow for that there were several I mean doctor smoked cigarettes at the time in the hospital, so Right. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> not dealing with the top brass here. Um, <laughs> there were several theaters that handed out barf bags mm-hmm. you know, for this movie because it made a lot of people sick. Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah. Which I can understand. You know, us we're, we're so decent. Yeah, we're so desensitized yeah. for a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's a little vomit, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be fine. But yeah, it, it's an S. The direction was great, even though it sounds like the director was a complete sadist. Uh, yeah. Not yeah. a good yeah. dude. Not a good no, dude. Not, at all. not yeah. a good dude. The writing was great. William Peter Blatty's just killed it. I have to give it an S. Okay. Awesome. 
I mean, I don't know what else I can say about it that he didn't just say. Of course, right? yeah. I think that cinematography at the beginning is phenomenal. I mean, later on, you don't get much, right? No. But at the beginning, it is a completely different movie. Um, I love the fact that as we look stuff up, as we recorded this podcast, we figured things out and we're like, right. oh my God, that's, that's what crazy. that means, you know? I love the acting. I mean... The attention to detail in this movie cra- is... Yeah. It's deep. It's deeper. It's deeper than what you see. Again, you really got to focus and look at what they're showing you. But I think that Reagan, even if she didn't say the line, she had to act them out. That little, you know, Linda Blair just was phenomenal. Like she, I mean, she's up there with Freddy Krueger and Jason as like the scariest. She's got her own Funkos. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, they've got multiple. Well, they have. She's been in several Universal Studios, like the Haunted. You can walk the Exorcist house and go into her bedroom. You know, like right. (laughs) You know, even her face is iconic. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. demon face that you see what two or three times, just a split second. You show me that face, I know exactly. You know what it's from. It's iconic. It's so simple. But it, but it sticks with you, right? Yeah, definitely. I really, really, really was dreading this. I waited until the last minute to watch it, and I loved it. Yeah. I did. It didn't scare me. I thought it was fascinating. Yeah. It made you uncomfortable, but it didn't scare you. Yeah, it's very, you go, yee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of yee <laughs> moments. <laughs> I'm with Lee. I'm giving it an S. Uh-oh. Two S's. That's two gonna be, S's. And you know, I was just thinking about Lee. You did a great job breaking down the review. Um, I don't really know what else to add. How this movie personally made me feel. We were joking about it with my wife Chelsea mm-hmm. and how much I was dreading it, and I was. I was freaked out. I was not prepared for you. this. And you know what? That's the great thing about. That's why I wanted to start this podcast because I wanted to be more exposed. I wanted to get out of my comfort zone. There was no way in hell. I would have sat down and watched The Exorcist unless you guys came on here and Lee made me I'll tell you jump out of that comfort I'm zone. quickly becoming a good friends with our host. Yeah. And he mentions to me that he was terrified yeah. of yeah. this movie yeah. before we even thought about doing this. And of I was course. like, Well, we get on this podcast, we're doing this. It's going down. I'm gonna make you I'm I'm gonna make you face your fear and you're gonna see that it's not as bad as you think it is, mm-hmm. and you're really missing out on an excellent film. Right. Even if you don't give it an S, mm-hmm. it's a great movie. Yeah, right. it's great. The cinematography blew me away. The story blew me away. I thought for the, the two hour runtime, an hour of it was gonna be spent in Reagan's room. It's not. It is a buildup. It's not about I mean, it is about an exorcism, but when you break it down, it is about faith. It is about struggling with your faith. Mm-hmm. Whether you be an atheist, whether you be a Catholic, whether you be, you know, whatever denomination you are, this movie can apply mm-hmm. to you. Everybody's struggling with it, and it's mm-hmm. it's about going through life and confronting your demons, because mm-hmm. that is that is what all of them do. All of them come to this point where they have to admit defeat, yep, and mm-hmm. overcome their demons. Yep, yep. they got to walk through all these steps to get to the point where, all right, it's it can only be this. Right. So now right. we got to face it, and it's going to be terrible. And it was. It sucks. And, <laughs> and it was. If there's a, if there, I've again, I've not seen The Exorcist two, and I've not seen either of the prequel variations. But right. I have yet to see a happy ending in an Exorcist movie. Right. Like it's a fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. You know, you win some, you lose some. At and this, like you're gonna win some, but you're just gonna cost you something. 
and at the at some point. William Peter Blatty and Friedkin also argued about this at the end of the movie because William Blatty did not want the audience to think that the devil was still out there. He wanted a happier ending. Mm-hmm. And Friedkin was like, nah. Yeah, back to the review. It is is a very powerful movie. I think that everybody should see it. And I'm teetering between an A plus and an S. I think you guys convinced me that it's going to be our first S film. Nice. So I like Who would have thought The Exorcist was right? going to be our first S oh, exactly. movie? As much as our host here has balked at even watching, watching this, movie. this movie. I mean, I was I was there with him. Of course, I was going to watch it, but right. <clears throat> right. I just wasn't looking forward to oh, it. And I'll be, I'll be 100% honest. When I suggested it, I'm like, I'm only suggesting this because... You're just screwing right. with him. Yeah, I'm yeah. just messing with him. I'm going to make right. him, I'm gonna make and him then, sit and through this. And then look what happened. And, <laughs> honest, and honestly, I really... I was like, okay, uh, it's a movie. You'll get through it. You'll be fine. Be right. I have full faith in you mm-hmm. as a competent adult that you can get through right. this movie and, and you'll be fine. It wasn't just you. I have grown up hearing about this horrible film. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and not, not like horrible as in made. Like but scary. Like scariest, the scariest again. movie ever made. Yeah. And that is still yeah. dubbed today as one of the scariest movies of all time. Modern audiences, I think anybody that's under 20 is going to sit down and watch this and be like, that's it. Meh. Yeah. That ain't scary. Depends on the 20-year-old, I think. There's, For sure. There's a lot of sheltered 20-year-olds out there. Right. But right. your average moviegoer is going to watch this. If they're, again, if they're not paying attention and they're dumb... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gonna be like, this was just. They're sleeping. in it for the jump scare. This is not yeah. great. This wasn't scary. It was they get scary. one. They get one jump scare. Get one flame attic. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. With that being said, I think our group review. It's got to be our our first. Our S. first S. So we'll see if it holds its place. You Sounds know, like we got to get a new poster. Right. <laughs> right. I think every S movie should get a poster in yeah. the studio. Yeah. It'll be up there with Shawshank Redemption Ooh, booster. That's right. That's right. We have to mention it. Right. It's not a Every podcast film. if we don't S-tier. mention it. S tier. Yeah. yeah. Our second film being an S tier. <laughs> right. That's right. right. Well, we, we didn't even we're review. We're not counting it. Shawshank because we're not. We didn't review we Shawshank. Never, yeah. It's not part of the ten. No. Well, it's the example. It's the right. shining That's right. example. It's what you strive <laughs> to be. <laughs> with that being said, guys, do we have anything else? No. Thank you uh, for listening and dealing with our rambling. So yes, uh, we appreciate it. Again, if we you, if you, you have any feedback, please, please email us at um, movieswithchill at gmail.com. And we also have a Facebook. Yes, we do yeah, have a Facebook do, yeah. group. Please get on there. It's just Movies with Chill. Look us up. I put up kind of a semi-poll wanting your top five horror movies. Yeah. And I've gotten two replies. Yep. Awesome. I, yeah. So, so y'all need to. We'll get it better. Come on. We'll, we'll <laughs> give get us, it going. Give us, give us a hand. All right. On, help us out. Well, you, uh, thank you for hosting. Of yes, course. Sir. Thank you guys for coming on the show. I want to thank our listeners for enduring this hour plus, if not two hour plus. <laughs> this is the <laughs> longest one I think we've ever done. Of course. Yeah. So well, thank well, you guys so much for sitting with us and, and going through. We we have a blast doing this for you guys. Oh, man, and we have a so blast. Awesome. I'm just happy to be here. So I love it. Thank you guys. And we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Hello and welcome to the postcast. Just a couple corrections we have this week. One being, The Exorcist only has two variations of the film. One being the original, and the other being The Exorcist version you've never seen. 
which was released in 2000 on VHS and DVD, which is the one that adds 10 more minutes of footage, including the infamous spider crawl scene, as well as the discussion between the priest at the climax of the film. Also, the Movies with Chill team really wanted to stress how adverse we were to watching the movie beforehand, as we were absolutely not looking forward to reviewing it. Lee and David were pretty apprehensive with the subject matter and how they remembered the film. And for me, it's been talked about so much about how I was not even remotely interested in watching it. However, the movie greatly twisted our heads around, and now it's given one of the top places in all of our movie rankings. What other films were joined at the top, and will it ever be dethroned? Finally, look for our final Halloween-themed episode for next Monday, October 30th. Speaking of which, the hints for the next movie is... Number one takes place in Haddonfield, Illinois. Second, the music for the film was also made by the director. Three, the movie begins Halloween night, 1963. Be the first one to message the correct answer to Lee via our Facebook page before October 25th to be entered into our drawing for a free movie ticket. We hope you've enjoyed our program just as much as we did recording for you. Thank you, and stay tuned for our next episode.